Welcome to the Life Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! All right, all right. Welcome to Laugh Support, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm June Colson here with my amazing friend, Michelle Van Dusen, who I have been missing like crazy because I took a little trip. And I will just tell you guys real fast, if you're ever uh, sitting by the ocean, enjoying the view, and then realizing that someone is is peeing in the ocean in front of you, I'm going to tell Michelle. Because Michelle, I, you have disturbing, you disturb me so deeply, I'll never get in the water again. Michelle was just... Do you want to share what you shared or shall I share what you shared, Michelle? Um, you mean the random fact about the uh, type of catfish in the Amazon that will just swim up your pee stream and lodge itself there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, why? <laughs> why do you do these things to me? You, you, you are my best friend of the world, but sometimes you just suck the joy out of things. <laughs> I, didn't I just want- didn't want any sharks to attack you, so oh, I didn't want you in the water. Oh, Stay my in goodness. the pool. I am scared to death of like everything that swims, everything inside the water. Um, it, it, my kids would like go under the water in our swimming pool as if like Jaws is in our pool. If it's at nighttime, they'll swim up and they'll pinch the back of my ankles and I completely freak out. So anyway, uh, I'm just saying you would fit in fine at our pool party. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting in the water. Nope. <laughs> well, hey, today we have got an amazing guest. And I think we should bring him on before he realizes, like, what am I doing with these two <laughs> goobers? <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring him up, Michelle. Who do we have on the show today? All right. We have a, an amazing comedian. He's been doing comedy over 20 some years. Uh, he's also an actor and an all around nicest guy you'll ever meet. His name is Leland Clausen. And um, let's just let's just welcome him and just start talking to him because he is amazing. All right. There he hey, is. How are you? It's Leland Clausen. You, you know what I realized? So when you asked me, so how many years have you been doing this right before we went on? You needed a specific number. I was like, I don't know, like 20 some years. <laughs> so then in the intro, I was like 20 some years. So I'm sorry I wasn't more specific with that. <laughs> Well, that's all no, right. Leland, good. The last time that I saw you, um, not that Uh-oh. I hold a grudge, but oh, uh, we were on this little show called Talk is Cheap. Yes. And I was I was trying to win the coveted award of being the cheapskate. <laughs> and I'm just going to say Timmy Boyle voted for me and yep. you did not. And this show is called Laugh Support. I just want to know why you weren't my laugh support. that day, um, didn't, didn't I change my vote and you won in the end? Did you not? Okay, women, do, we don't, details. Why are we concerned with details? What is, I'm going but what I'm, what I'm saying is the end result was you won. I did, I did. And, and, so and no, I apologize, you're right. You did come in there for me at the end. It has changed my life and my career. I yeah. mean, it really has. Well, I do have, actually. I, I wanted to make sure it was more meaningful. Bitter. If you would have won, like, like you know, if you have blown out the whole competition, then wouldn't have been special to you now. That's true, that's true. I do have my prize. There it is. There it is. My life has changed. I am clean. Did you get it out of a display case? Is that what you're reaching for there? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. It means so much to you now. See? 
the accolades and the trophies that I have on the other side of it. I don't like to brag. I don't like to brag. Well, hey, let's talk about you. So, so welcome to Laugh Support. Um, this is a podcast where we just kind of, um, we just talk about the people that helped you along the way. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times comedians get asked like all about themselves. So we kind of want to know who was there for you, you know, so yeah. kind of at the beginning of your career, when you, you think about, you know, 20 ish years ago, so specifically, um, do you remember, cause that was a long time ago. I don't even think I'm that old. Uh, oh, wow. who, was, <laughs> who was there for you, Leland? Who was your laugh support? Um, no one. I did it all myself. <laughs> no, um, I had a few, uh, actually, you know what? It is a long time ago because, uh, a few of the guys that, that did give me some stuff, like they've passed on, mm. um, but uh, early on, there was a guy by the name of Bob Keel, Bobby Keel Jr., I think is what he went by in those days. And uh, he really instilled in me to be yourself. The, the comedy, you know, it's the audience uh, receives it better if it's authentic. Who are you? And he really was like, you got to make sure you understand who you are. And uh, so that was a, a big that was something that's something I still, I still talk that up a lot. Um, it's important to me. Cause I talked to some com comics and they're just like set up punch tag, set up punch tag. And it's like, yeah, that's great. That's great joke writing. Uh, is this, is this material about you though? Is my, is, is my thing? Well, it doesn't matter. It's just jokes. And, and there are some comedians that just do it that way, but I'm right. like, yeah, but what I want to find out more about you. I, I, I like a comedian a lot more when I actually learn something about the comedian and not just, okay, so yeah, that's he did 45 minutes on Xerox machines. It's like, I don't, I don't know anything about this guy. I know a lot about Xerox machines. Why would I want to know? But you know what I mean? So that's, that's something I learned uh, from so him. So you could, you could copy his routine. <laughs> the Xerox machine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you did there, Michelle. Yeah, that was very clever because you can copy someone who isn't being themselves, but you can't really copy someone who's being themselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I got I got tiny hands. But they look huge when you hold them up like that. <laughs> I'll hold mine way far back and it'll look like I got small hands. There it is. Hey, yeah, hey look at these little hands over here. <laughs> <laughs> Cute little hands. Oh my god. Now we have puppets. <laughs> hey, hey, don't forget about me. <laughs> Sorry. I just I so, just have a squirrel puppet. I don't have like yeah, she's got a weird hand because I have broken fingernails. And that's you know, anything. have you thought about moisturizing? Like, do you have anything in your hand or in a display case nearby? I have um Ron <laughs> comedy, comedy hand sanitizer. There you go. <laughs> I want that's that's what I was referring to. Thanks to Lee Lemon, his vote. So yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and sanitize now because I'm feeling, you yeah. know, after seeing those digits, I feel like I, I should clean up. <laughs> but yeah, so, so, so a lot of people there, you know, they get into comedy and that is a very great piece of advice. Yeah. But then what happens when people don't know who they are, you know? So when I began comedy, it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how people see me. Or perceive me, you know, and I think sometimes we see ourselves one way and then we get on stage and people go, oh, that's not like so, someone called me a frazzled Miss Frizzle. And <laughs> Miss Frizzle is a cartoon. I don't know if you guys have in Canada, the magic school bus. Oh, yeah. yeah, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, you kind of remind me of the frazzled Miss Frizzle. And I was like, oh, you know, because I was doing at the time a lot of like jokes about being in education and um, 
And so I was like, oh, that's kind of a, yeah, that kind of is who I that's am. kind of an <laughs> insult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, for me, it was like, people were like, you got to lean into that Southern accent. And, and the more I started telling stories about my dad and of course my, I have a dad named hot dog and, um, I grew up in like government housing and trailer parks and he would do fireworks shows and catch himself on fire. And, and, and I was like going, Oh, well I teach in a classroom, you know, and they're like, what? No, tell us about a hot dog. Like people were more interested in the reality, you know, uh, uh, of my life. And, and, but it took me a little bit to, a, they say it takes, and I don't know if this is, there's probably zero scientific evidence of this, but you know what? That's how the world operates these days. Anyways, you can just right, say right. something, just whatever. Um, but it takes seven years to, to really find your voice and stand up. Mm, um, yeah. and, and I think that's true. I feel like that's true. Like, you know, you, you, uh, you just learn little things and, and before you know it, you know, four or five years, you think, okay, now I'm, I'm established, but then you get to that seven year mark and it's just kind of like, Hey, wait a minute, this is who I am. And everything just seems to, I don't know. I think it's, maybe it's not a hundred percent scientifically proven, but I yeah. think there's some, there's something to it anyway. I think you were well, close. When I think it, it's like seven years, two months, four days and 25 right. minutes. Yeah. In that range or 26 20 minutes, 20 ish years. I'm not or sure. 20 ish years. I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? So when 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 Bobby first told you that inform you know that information at the beginning about just be you, did you already know who you were? Because I know it's going to take you some time to to develop your your on stage voice, but it's easier to develop that if you already know who you are. So did you already know who you are? Like why did you just jump into comedy? Yeah, I, I did know who I was, but I I think it just made me kind of uh, think a little more critically about, about that. Like his questions, it was in, it was in an actual comedy class, but he mentored me a little bit after that too. But, but he had said, uh, are you, are you lower middle upper class? Are you, and he just asked all these different questions and it was stuff that I never thought about before. Like, what, what am I? I grew up on a poor farm, <laughs> poor farm kid, but I guess when he I, uh, he asked that question, I was like, I don't know, probably like middle class. Isn't that middle class? I don't know. Uh, I found out now it's a little poorer. It's a little on the poorer side. Maybe not hot dog shooting fireworks poor, but no, no, no. you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a special kind of poor. Right. right. And, then, and then my faith, like I was in clubs doing stuff. And, and so my faith is like, no, that's a, that's a big part of me. Mm. And, and, and it was so good for me to think about those things when I started. Now, I didn't maybe figure out, okay, this is my voice right away on stage. But I was thinking about those things, uh, which are important, important things to to do. So when you perform now, is it more of a club scene or is it, uh, do you do mainly church venues or? or well, what, that's a little that bit of a like? sore spot because I haven't been able to work in right. Canada in a year. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Wow. Thanks so for bringing that up. That's all right. We're here for no, it's, it's more. Support. It's more churches probably now than than anything. Uh, I would say, you know, then, then probably corporate. I do some club work. The only club, I mean, clubs, clubs and bars don't pay enough. So, right. so it's kind of hard to, to, uh, but, but I, I still go back when I can to a, as a, as a couple of clubs that'll, that'll have me. Um, and that, that's when I just spend that week just working material, like super hard. Yeah. Like I, I still work material all the time, but those, that, those specific weeks at, at the clubs, I'm, I'm really like, this is one club I go to. 
and they're they're six days a week, couple shows Friday, couple shows Saturday. I don't think anymore. Well, they're closed down right now. Um, but but I so you get lots, you get eight shows in a row. Uh, so if you're purposeful about those eight those eight shows in a row, you can really hone some material and really tighten some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So when they give you the time frame at the club, are they giving you the headliner spot? Are they giving you like, you know, a feature? Like where do you fit in that kind of? Um, yeah, he- headliner. I, I mean, I couldn't I couldn't go do it for a week for, for middling money, right? Like even as it is, it's kind of a week off. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, so, no, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, well, because if Bobby was your support at the very beginning of your career, like, do you have anybody else throughout your career that really you can pinpoint of like, oh, yeah, this person really helped me out at this season of my life? It's an opportunity to talk about your wife. Oh, is that what this is? (laughs) If you want to. She gives the worst comedy advice ever. (laughs) She's the worst comedic advice person. I used to take stuff to her and like the, op- I'd be the opposite. I'm like, what do you think of this? I don't really think so. Okay. That's a keeper. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I really like that. Okay. I'm tossing that. That's just gotta be something wrong with it. Um, no, I, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of people throughout that just, just uh, supported. Like I didn't really have a mentor mentor, but I did have people throughout. Like there was another guy um, who gave me tons of early work. Like he was like, he just took me on the road with him when I was first starting out and I was just trying to get as much time as I could. And he was like, just come on the road. And for like for a month and I was doing like 22 shows in that month with him on these rough bar gigs in Saskatchewan and Manitoba in Canada. Uh, but he used to tell me about stage time, stage time, stage time. It's the most important thing, stage time. And I repeated that like crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's all about stage time. If you're not on stage. And I think that's true to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I, I brought a guy with me. I've actually mentored a lot of guys myself, but I brought a guy on, with me uh, and he was opening for me on this, this tour we were doing. And we had this terrible show. Like this show was just brutal. I, like, it was, we first we drove, I don't know. Do you, do you have time for me to yes. tell you this? Yeah, yeah, tell us. yeah, yeah, yeah. So St. Paul, Alberta, uh, we were just sent actually by the same guy who, who, uh, who used to, who was my mentor. He sent us on this, this gig. Uh, and, uh, St. Paul, Alberta, the bar at St. Paul, Alberta, because it's a small town. Okay. So we get there and every hotel has a little bar and we can't find it anywhere. Like we're driving all over town. I'm like, where's the show? Like, I, I don't understand. So I finally go back to this one place I'd already been to. And I go into the bar and I ask the bartender, you know anything about a comedy show in town? He's like, yeah, it's here. Oh, it's here. It's, it's, it's it, like, it's literally in this room. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, because there's zero, there's no posters at all. It's the shows tonight. Is this the same one we're talking about? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, so you didn't want anyone to know about it? And then he was like, okay, uh, I'll get you a room. So so me and this other guy follow him to the, the desk. He sends this girl up to go clean the uh, clean up the hotel. Basically in small town uh, Canada, prairies, Alberta, <laughs> Saskatchewan, they have liquor licenses because they keep a hotel running. So if you're a hotel, you get a liquor license. So then they'll open a bar, but the hotels are so decrepit and they just don't really use them anymore, but they have to keep them open to get the liquor license. So he sends this girl to go clean the rooms that we're (laughs) supposed to stay in. She comes down. She's like, he's like, so then she's, she goes off again. 
And he's like, yeah, just, just be a few more minutes. So we're like, okay, that's weird. She comes down again. She's like, and he's like, no, what's up? And he's like, okay, uh, I guess they can't get the room clean enough. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? Are we talking blood? Are we talking right. Is there a body up there? Um, so he sent us to the other hotel in town to stay there. And he was mad. And he was like, you're going to pay for it and I'll reimburse you. And I was like, nope, nope. No, you go ahead and pay for that ahead of time. I'm not paying because I knew he was going to rip me off because I could just tell where this night was going. Anyway, that night they had VLTs, video lotter lottery terminals in the mm-hmm. thing where everyone's like, ding, ding, ding. you know, it's a little mini casino right within. They didn't shut them off. They let them play yeah. throughout the okay. show. Uh, there was music playing and there was these drunk people just on the dance floor, just kind of sway into the music. And then without any word of warning, they just shut off the music. Okay, here's comedy. And then we started and they, they were, what, what's going on? No posters. They don't know what's going on. So we have these angry drunk people. We just want to dance, get off of the stage. And uh, the opener that I had, I said to him, he was doing about 20 minutes for me. I said, listen, if it gets rough, just, just send it to me. It's fine. Like I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. We, we got to cover an hour and an hour and 20 minutes, I think is what we had to do. Oh my God. And so just do just whatever. And I'll, I'll, fill the rest and he he got up there and he did like one joke and he's like okay well headliner time and i was like oh, you <laughs> he was maybe three minutes in maybe three minutes so i got up there and it was yeah it was oh it was bad it was like one of the worst shows ever anyways at the end of the night uh because i said to the lady because she just was like just stop just get off the stage. <laughs> she, just kept she just basically was in protest now and the whole time I was talking, she's like, get off the stage. <laughs> and so I said to her, uh, listen, ma'am, um, here's the thing. What I'm doing right now is a little something called contractual obligation. I have to be up here for a certain. I think we all agree this is a terrible idea now. I agree. The owner, I'm sure he hates it, too. But I'm just trying to fulfill this contract. So I tell you what. Why don't. So I'm going to be up here regardless. So why don't you just listen to a couple of the things? You might even enjoy some of the stories, some of the jokes. And then when it's all over, we can we can turn the music back on. We can all dance and, and it'll be fun. So what, what do you say? And she was just like, get off the stage. And then some big burly guy started walking up from the back. And uh, they all were like, Archie, Archie, don't do it. Don't do it, Archie. And he just started to lumber up slowly to the stage. So by this time, I'm telling, I'm asking the other guy, I'm like, Tim, you got my back? <laughs> like I'm from stage. I'm like, you got my back? Like, you need to jump in here if we got a fight. That was uh, that was an interesting show. At the end of the show, uh, we were we had sound equipment that we had brought, and they actually had someone uh, guard while we were taking it out because they thought we'd get jumped because it was so bad. Um uh, Anyway, I had the, I, the reason I tell you this whole story is that I had, I'd been telling him the same thing that I had heard over and over again, stage time, stage time, stage mm-hmm. time. And he said to me after the end of that show, so he's like, so was that stage time worth it? <laughs> uh, and I was like, uh, no, not for me. <laughs> yeah. So I realized there's a certain point because you can learn almost like if you've never had stage time and, and you have that to deal with it's still good to get up in front of people and do things. So that stage time is stage time is still really important, especially when you're starting out super important. But after a certain point, there's types of stage time that do you no good. I didn't, I didn't get better at my act. I didn't get, I gave me a story. That's about all it did. So, 
so I, yeah, I've learned a lot of stuff from, I've gotten a lot of, of good advice, but then I've also, um, you know, ex experienced things that I can add to that advice and go, okay, so that's good up until a certain point. And then, right. and then, yeah. That's interesting. Cause today I, I, uh, before you came on, Michelle and I were just talking and somebody had sent me a message about a specific show and I was like, okay, because I am early in my career, you know, and I, and with COVID shutting everything down, it's kind of you, everybody's starting over and it's like anywhere you can get in, let's go, let's go, you know, let's, let's get back yeah. in this groove or whatever. And it was kind of that conversation, you know, Michelle's been my life support since, um, since almost the very beginning of God calling me into comedy through, you know, ministry and those kind of things. And today I was like, okay, so here's, here's what was presented to me and here's where it's at and here's what they have been doing. And this is what they're wanting me to do. And she was like, no, 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 hmm. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't do that where I'm still in that phase that, you know, okay, stage time. I need some stage time. I got to get out there. I got to work this yeah. stuff. I need to get better. I need to get stronger. And I do think those shows, um, they definitely give you a strength. There's been the certain moments that I've had where it was just me and God. Like I was like, only you can get me through this moment. Right. Yeah. And, and there's, and there's I, no show. There's no show that I, that I'm uh, intimidated or afraid of. You know what I mean? It is what it is, whatever, what doesn't matter what the situation is. It's like, well, let's see what happens then. You know, like I, I know that I'm, I'm set up to lose here, but Right, uh, right. I'll take that challenge. We'll see what we'll, we'll see what I can do with maybe this. some hotel rooms you're afraid of. And it's what a blessing that was. Because talk about God looking out for you. Can you imagine how that show ended and they were like, okay, now go up to your room? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. With well, your electric funny. equipment. We, we went to the other hotel and they had like a little bar there and they had karaoke. So he he and I went and did some karaoke. Hot crowd. That was a really good show. <laughs> no, uh, I, think I, I think I did some Bon Jovi that night. It was a really Really good night. <laughs> now, Leland, the um, sleeper agent, your movie mm. sleeper agent. Um, you, you it know, was you, so good. It oh was so God. good. I was, was I sent Michelle so a video. Good. I sent like, Michelle a video today of uh, my mom watching it. So I couldn't like when I was in high school <laughs> and in college, I would do I would in theater and things like that. But I couldn't allow Mo, my mom, to come to these productions because she talks to the television. <laughs> And in the plays, I'm like, they are real people. They can hear. I mean, she's telling them, he's behind you. He has a knife. He has a knife. And I'm like, right. oh, shh. But I have video of her. Hot dog saying, and Mo. Hot dog and Mo. Oh, my brother's name is Dewey. And uh, my sister is Bobby Joe. And I'm Junebug. Leland, I don't. I've had people tell me I need to change the names because they're not realistic. And I'm like, they're my family. That's Leave us beautiful. alone. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but, but really, the, uh, the sleeper agent. So during COVID, it was really difficult time. Mo and Hot Dog are like locked up and, you know, the trailer together and ready to kill each other. And it finally got to a point where my dad's like, if COVID don't kill her, I'm going to. And he would just roll <laughs> her up to my front porch and, you know, she'd get her little walker and she'd come in and, and sit down. And so um, I have video of her watching Sleeper Agent. Oh, my gosh. Just sitting with a bowl of popcorn on her. She's got a walker that has a seat. She's just munching away. And she's just like, he's an idiot. Look at that. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have to send you. I wish I was technology savvy because I would have put a few clips on here. Oh, she's so oh. funny. But, she, but you know, movies like that and, and, and comedy we know during this time is like so critical. And mm. and honestly, in, in, in reality, uh, not, you know, knowing you were my life support. That film was life support for my family mm. because it was just someplace I could let her sit down. I, she could mm. watch this movie. It was awesome. well done. It was so Thanks. funny. 
And, yeah. you know, and, and basically it entertained my mother for a couple of hours and I didn't have to, you know, <laughs> but, it, but so as you transitioned in films and those kind of things, so you had people helping you uh, when you were doing comedy, were you doing films before, or did you have someone come in your life and help you? That seems like such a huge Task, yeah, transition into the film industry. Yeah, I, I, uh, so from the start, uh, 1997, I went to no, no, 1999, I went to Just for Laughs, uh, the festival in Montreal. And, uh, now in those days, you know, the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, those were that's where you went to do TV deals, like it's, it's the comedy festival where you know, that's where Ray Romano got signed and Kevin James mm. and all those, the, all those sitcoms at that, that time when they were doing, when, when basically comedians were given sitcoms, yeah, the festival is where it was happening. Now they knew them because, you know, they knew them. They, they'd go check them out and scout them in LA and stuff like that. But Montreal, the showcases there and stuff, that's where they, everyone would go. And, and that's where they just did the signing. I guess that's when they had the money. I don't know. So I went there in 99 uh, as a part of this, this Canadian competition canadian whatever and from that i got a i got a sitcom pilot uh in canada uh i was cast in a, in a sitcom so i that was kind of my first taste of that kind of thing um yeah. but that was a long time ago uh and i did that and after that i did a little bit of acting for, but i was still in saskatchewan so there's just not a lot around so i just kind of did whatever I, I could in around there um but in 19 in 2001 i went back to just for laughs and there i signed with uh with a pretty big uh production slash management company at the time they were called an industry entertainment and uh they were i, I am get, there's a point i am going to answer your question okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> i was so i've been working with with robert g lee recently we're doing some writing stuff oh, together yes. and i'm telling him I'm, I'm you know i've become more of a storyteller and i can just see in his eyes he's like you need to get to the punchlines quicker because <laughs> i'm so used to telling stories it's like yeah no but i know I, what i'm doing comedy i'll I'll tighten, but I'm, I'm storytelling. And he's just like, Oh man. But anyway, um, uh, so I, I signed they, at the time they, they represented Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, mm -hmm. Richard Dreyfus, uh, Ted Danson, Toby Maguire. Uh, it was, so it was like a, a lot of no names. It was, like. a, it was a big, big roster. I have a, I have a little card <laughs> with me on this, this roster. At one point in time, I said to them, do you guys have any other stand-up comedians? And they're like, no, no, this is, we came to just for us to find a comedian to put on the roster. I'm like, oh, do you guys just hire me for your Christmas party? Is that why I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> but so I had, I, so I actually had a lot, like I went to, uh, I was living in, in Vancouver at the time. Just, we had just moved out here. And so I went to, to LA for a couple of weeks because that's, they said, you know, come down here. We want to get you some meetings. We want to, and man, in, in that two week period, I had meetings with the head of casting at NBC, DreamWorks, Disney. Oh, wow. Um, I was doing auditioning, uh, audition for George of the Jungle too as the lead. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a great audition. Oh, no. I had a great audition, but they were like, "He's not the right body type." <laughs> I was like, "I can work out or whatever." What do people do? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I had, a. it was amazing. Like, like at the time PAX, uh, PAX was a, a channel back then it became ion or whatever. Yeah. And they were kind of more family friendly and stuff. So he was like, anybody that you want to meet? And I'm like, I think I should meet with PAX. I think we're on the same. So he's like, okay. So like the next day I had a meeting with the head of the, like the vice president of programming with, with PAX too. And, uh, 
So I, I really, I thought that's where the career was going in 2001. And then my manager left to go produce, uh, well, he actually went to produce Raisin in the Sun on, on Broadway. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, he left me in the lurch there and they didn't pick me up. I gave him an ultimatum. I was like, well, you got to assign somebody to me. Otherwise, you know, I got to find somebody who can, because I need somebody to be working with me. And they were like, okay, good luck. Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, oh, that did not turn out how I wanted it to. So, um, and then it was after that that I, I got connected with the CCA and started to, and, and so I just kind of more followed, okay, well, I guess stand up is the thing. And I didn't really follow up on that at all. I had a couple of pilots and stuff like that in Canada. Um, so then I started going to, instead of the CCA, Christian Comedy Association, for those that don't know, uh, I started going to like NRB conferences and stuff like that instead, uh, National Religious Broadcasters. And I was just pitching TV shows and stuff like that. And that's where I got uh, uh, offered to do another film, Alter Egos. And uh, that was so funny. Just FYI, I really like that one too. It's oh, so thanks. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a small role in that, but but it's it opened the doors. The yeah. the, the uh, director, uh, not the director of that one, the producer of that one, Scotty Curley, and he actually gave. So if you're talking about mentors, he was the writer director of Extraordinary. So he oh, brought yeah. me in. Yeah, my hat is not. Uh, it was really bothering us. Thanks for fixing that. Is that straight <laughs> now? You're good. Yeah, it looks straight. Like every, everything is off. I don't know. <laughs> I have to kind of tilt. It's fit. It's fantastic. There I look at the back. Straight now. There we go. There you go. Perfect. The hat's important. Michelle and I. Uh, we have. She has how many boys? Four. Four. And oh. I have two boys, and you know, a dude, a, a grown husband, man, boy. So we get the hat. We understand that that's distracting. <laughs> I just, I normally don't have it, but this morning I woke up and I, I was late to get here, uh, to your, to my desk. And so I just threw on a hat. Yeah. 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 We're good at being late to get to our, our own desk. I don't know, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm late for everything. I think that's maybe just a comedy thing. Like we're, we, we try, we try. Well, the, the five step commute is rough in the morning. It is. Oh. I had a dog in the way. Traffic was, Traffic back was up. bad. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but a spill on the yeah. So so let me just sorry. I'll, let me just tie this in. So it was yeah. it was Scotty Curley that got me doing what I'm doing now because well, as we were doing extraordinary and uh, and the original casting director didn't want to cast me in it. Like Kirk Cameron was the original guy, and then he uh, wanted a smaller role because he didn't want to do all the running and stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming he's he's smart. He's a smart guy. He's like, why would I do all this? Um, but so the, the director really pushed for me. He's like, this is our guy. This is our guy. So that's how I got it. And he said to me while we were shooting it, he's like, listen, when this thing is released, you know, this could be really big. I don't think it was as big as, as he was thought it was going to be, but, um, he said, you need to have something ready because they're going to say to you, what's next, what's next. So mm -hmm. I took, I really took that, uh, and, and we started talking, script writing and story structure and he recommended some books to me and we we were on the road for the last 10 days just doing running scenes like i'm just running places all across america so during that There's time i just running yeah and a lot of driving to get to all those places like we we did a, wow. we had a small crew and just and just gorilla shot everything so he, we had a lot of time to talk and he really kind of coached me through writing so as soon as that was done i went to i was like i gotta finish some scripts that i've been working on and that's sleeper agent was the first one I finished. And then I was actually working on another one uh, and pitching another one at a conference. And that's when I talked to Nathan Blair, who I ended up doing sleeper agent with. 
Well, the cast was oh, awesome. Nice. Oh, the script was great. It was such a good Mark Christopher Lawrence. Yeah, um, fantastic. And who who played his buddy? Uh, mm. Matt Falk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so, they were so just such a good combination, and yeah. they, I, just the whole thing. I just think it Matt's, was so well done. Matt's a fantastic. So Matt, uh, he came to Portage La Prairie. Alberta to see a show of it was called pure comedy. It was, it was Thor Ramsey, Darren Streblo and myself. Mm. And he was just a 17, 16 year old kid. And, and uh, he actually had his post, uh, our poster up, our signed poster up in his locker at, in high school. Oh, wow. And so years so later, I, I, yeah, he's super young. And so years later, I, I kind of took him under, well, not took him under my wing, but I gave him some advice and, and I guess I kind of mentored him a little bit. And he just, he's a fantastic stand-up comic too. Just super funny. And I knew he, I knew he'd kill the role. So that's why I was, I pushed for him to do that role. No, yeah, you did. You did a great job in that. And I, I would love to, maybe we'll do in show notes, but if you'll stick around with us for a few minutes after the interview, um, I do have some questions about uh, script oh, writing and things okay. like that, that I'm very interested uh, sure. to pick your brain for just a moment. We won't keep you too long, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, no worries. Uh, but we're so excited that you came on with us today. I wish we had like seven hours. We try to, you know, Michelle I'm sorry. Oh, I did a couple of long stories, didn't I? I kind of, I'm sorry about that. I got, uh, no, I no. To... This is perfect. It was perfect. That's the thing about laugh support is that it's, it, we just kind of want to know who helped you out and know these kind no. of stories. And it's very loose and, and relaxed. And we're just thrilled that you took the time to hang out with us today. Right, Michelle? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I learned so much, uh, especially about the stage time. I, mm. That didn't even dawn on me that there's good stage time, bad stage time. I've just always tried to avoid what I see as a failure. Like I, I don't like outdoor shows and yet I've done them. And I'm like, what was I thinking? Yeah. I mean, when goats come on your stage, it's time not to do outdoor <laughs> shows. Right, That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind. And I don't mind the challenge of some some rougher looking shows. Uh, but as long as I, I'm going in knowing, okay, so what what am I going to take out of this? Right. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like with that mindset, yeah. it's like okay. So if I can learn something, and I'm preparing myself to learn something from this, then then it's worth it. But if it's just garbage all around and I'm not going to improve my act and I'm not going to learn how to deal with crowds and I'm not going to, then, then it's just not, but uh, talking to myself early on in my career, it's like, no, go and do it anyway. Cause yeah. you need to just get on yeah. stage. I think just having that realistic expectation, just have realistic, you know, find out as much as you can about what you're about to do and then have realistic expectations of, you know, what you're about to get into. If you, if you went to that bar thinking you were going to get a standing ovation, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot more painful to recover from. Well, there was afterwards, right? Archie was standing up. <laughs> See, so, Archie was coming. In I was a way, my dad was there. I was like, that sounds like a. I think I've had a few uh, church Hot shows. Dog. Hot dog, don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, Leland, as we wrap this up, um, I, I I need you to back me up since you you know since um I had to work to get your uh your vote before. I need right. your vote on this, okay? Because Michelle and I were so new at this podcast thing, we try to close it out as best as we can. And I have a habit of always telling people, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And every episode I try to get Michelle, I wrote one for her. Okay. okay. And tell me what you think about it. I say, Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle, you say, <laughs> no, no. Okay. I have to say it for Lil Michelle and the Messiah tell you to take it higher. <laughs> 
I like how she still did this though. At the end of it, it's like, okay, I'm still. <gasps> you did do that. You raised the roof with me. Yeah. Oh, she's I'm getting closer. She's getting, getting closer. closer. Well, Leela, this is this is the one that I think you, if you need oh, something, when you get back on stage and Canada yeah. opens up and they're all like, we need Leela. Yeah, when you okay. end I'm the gonna, show. Hang on. Let me write this down. You got to, okay? <laughs> Leela and El Shaddai say, take it to the sky. And you gotta like, that. <laughs> like I gotta give it. Look I gotta give that. the the Black good. Panther raise too. Is that part of it? We can't do this. That's Michelle. Okay. And then we'll do this because Jesus and Jubak loves you. Oh, okay. I didn't know there you was. So what, what is mine? Leland and El Shaddai. Leland and El Shaddai say, "Take it to the sky." See. Are you good point? Good point. Kind of like Superman. <gasps> Superman. That's the move. Take it to the sky. Leland, that's it. We've done it. We've made oh, magic. I can flex the, I can flex the tries. There, <laughs> there it is. We have brought magic here. We have supported you on Laugh Support with a, a brand new closer to your yeah, show. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank You're you. Welcome. That's going <laughs> to. And hey, you know what? That's going to do it, Michelle, for this episode. It's been fun. <laughs> Guys, make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, or they can email us at what's our email address, Michelle? Uh, the laughs up at gmail.com. The laughs up at gmail. <laughs> yeah, the laughs up. Just, hey, yeah. Oh, here's, what you, here's what you all have to do you just put her little Michelle thing at, at gmail.com, and then she will say it. <gasps> yes. <laughs> See, this is why we invite yep. only geniuses on the show. That was genius. <laughs> that was genius. And guys, that's it for this episode. I'm June Colson. I'm Michelle Van Dusen. There you go. And this has been Laugh Support. Laugh Support. Thanks for that's listening. Right. We're so close to getting it right. <laughs>